It's Monday! It's your girl Candy Kaylin. And your boy Shaw Tom Shaw. And it's 6 o'clock. So it's time to pull up. Every Monday here at DFWIRadio.com, we talk sports, news, hip hop, religion. We don't talk about people. We don't really talk about religion either. We just talk about the headlines. So on today's show, we're talking Notorious B, IG, um, Zaya. Chris Childs. Zaya. Whoa, whoa, I ain't read the notes. And I ain't we're talking high school basketball here in the state of Texas. So, how was your weekend? It was straight. I, I didn't know you were talking Zaya. You didn't read the notes? Mm-mm. You at all? Mm-mm. Hey, she sent me these notes while I was picking up Tasia. I came home took a nap. I, I did. Beat. You woke me up out of my slumber. That's I was right. slumbering. Like, listen, so here's the thing. Weekend was volleyball related. These kids, high school sports. It's interesting to realize, I told you guys before, we need to get invested in getting some gyms built. You know, just getting some property. They've got, down in Austin, they have, so here in Dallas, they use like warehouses to do the volleyball courts mm-hmm. and like the field house over in Duncanville. But in Austin, they have actual gyms. They have gyms. They have like, six courts on each side and they play girls and boys volleyball down that way and they got outside basketball court and they got beach ball tournament courts so the right on the property of the church so it's all owned by the same people and people are and it's five dollars to get in per person Mm -hmm. people are getting to their money so i learned some new business strategies this weekend and i relaxed I, I'm also catching up on Godfather of Harlem, which is really, 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 really good. So I wish you would watch TV so we could at least have conversations about television. But, yeah, you won't get caught up. You only watch some television. You only watch black television. I watch I watch other television sometimes. Yeah, you only watch black television. That's not true, child. Everything she wants me to catch up on is black. I got to keep up with the people who I don't be around all the time. And who is that? Caucasians. What you keeping up on? Everything they like. Like what? Whatever they like. Mm, okay. Well, we talk pop culture and hip hop, and I don't talk rock and roll and country. So, I got to keep up with what my people keep up with, and today we are celebrating. It ain't hard to keep up with what they keep up with. Miss, miss, mo miss. And, and today we're going to get him the Y'all know Mr. Shaw be acting like he not messy. I'm really not. But if you follow baby. him on Facebook, oh my God, he is like the messy king. Like, I didn't even know there was a Miss King. Him and Harvey should take, to catch hands and create their own TV shows because he's just as messy as Harvey. Like, he gets all the TV. That's you talking about Harvey Dent. No. Not, and not Weinstein either. I'm talking about Harvey over at TMZ. You need to call him. Y'all need to be friends. I feel like y'all can mastermind some greatness. But yeah, anyway, on a serious to that note, today is March 9th. And back on March 9th, 1997 in Los Angeles, Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Notorious Big, a.k.a. B.I.G., was gunned down. Um, it's, that was, it's, it's been that long. It was 1997. So we were in the studio talking about rappers. And to just think, Pac was killed in September of 96. Big was killed in March of 97. And we see so many rappers we were just talking about coming out now. That these young men, both of them lost their life at 25 years of age, were able to leave legacies um, and music that has transcended from generation to gen- generation. So even after Big died, 
um, he was killed, Big did do Life After Death, his album. So the hits that we get from Biggie Smalls, it's, it's, it's not like he had a lot of time to build a catalog. So that that's, you know, we, we look back at that. We just had a Tyson fight for the first time in a while. That's the Fury... The Fury Wilder fight was the first Tyson fight. It was the heavyweight fights. And that's, you know, Pac got killed after the heavyweight fight, after the Tyson heavyweight fight. Yeah. That's September. Were they in the club together? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody was out and, and mingling. No, they weren't in the club. They, they no. Was in the, uh, they, they were on their Washington way College. after the fight. They were yeah, on their way They was in out. Vegas. They, they were in, in the Vegas. Club. They was in a, in a casino. Yeah. And B got killed in Los Angeles. Now, Jay Prince, if you read Jay Prince's book, Jay Prince talks about how he told... Did he not to go to LA? Mm-hmm. So undoubtedly there, there was, you know, there's a lot of mumbling amongst the underworld. So there had been conversations and talks about not going to LA, mm-hmm. but they went anyway. And for whatever reason, Diddy was in a different car than Big, and Big lost his life. But we just want to take time to like celebrate the life of Big, Biggie Smalls. Mr. Shaw was like eight years old and he, you know, ain't even in on the conversation at this point. He's, Scrolling on his Facebook timeline. I remember when Biggie died. What's your favorite Biggie song? Juicy. No. Cream. Even though he got that from um, uh, Wu-Tang. Cream. Cash rules everything around. I mean, that, that's that's probably... No. It might be Juicy. It might be Juicy. I think it's Juicy. Cause again, Biggie, I wasn't a fan of Biggie though. Like I wasn't a fan of East Coast music until Jay. Jay is like the first East Coast rapper that I really rock with. But Jay was like a prod- a protege of Biggie, so you know I-, I wasn't really big on the East Coast. You know, say so if it was East Coast West Coast, I was like, well, I'm closer down to the West Coast, so that's who I'm supposed to ride with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then snooping over to Master P and them, so I feel like I was supposed to be part of the west coast you know what i'm saying so i ain't really had no connection to uh to biggie but biggie had some epic videos though like when they was on the boat they was on the speedboat uh so you know so it was the music it was the videos and it was the used to resource the word of magazines it was the lines in the song coochie down to my socks um black and ugly as ever however it's just that you there's no way that you i'm kind of like on the the second wave of hip-hop so being on that wave of hip hop, you you appreciate the work and the the thought process for somebody who was just reaching their highest peak before they were basically gunned down, mm-hmm. and that that is the biggest part about it. And what they've done, we'll always remember and celebrate Big in music because mm-hmm. he is a huge part of hip hop. So shout out to East Coast fans, Biggie Small fans, Biggie Diddy, P Diddy wouldn't be who he is. You know, without that, and Biggie that, one of the greatest rappers of all time, w- without question. I mean, of course, you have to put him in that top list. And, Two albums, you know, the East Coast West Coast battle that was created between sensationalized by the media and Suge Knight standing up, going, "If you want to do a video and not have your, <laughs> you know, the manager dancing in your video." The shots were fired, and then literally shots got fired, and then they had the rumble at the if store. You don't want be all, if you don't want the producer all, all in, in the video, video dancing, dancing, come over to Death Row Records. That is by far classic. one of those. Yeah. That classic. Is a, that's and a classic line. Everybody will always remember it. So that's one of those things. So, you know, the life, 
today get you some big in get big some strings add to his estate uh their royalties um also so off of that we're talking unfortunately we're going to talk a little somber and then we're going to get into it so tmz reported and they spoke with chris childs if you guys remember chris childs kobe bryant fans are like stalking him online like picking at him online in regards to the fight again this whatever is years ago that was 20 years ago in less than whatever three months ago. see look three, now, less look, than not, three weeks now look, 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 look. 2000, they got into the fight during the lakers knicks game on primetime tv on a sunday and chris Charles two-pieced him up he two-pieced him so quick because kobe threw they were guarding each other kobe talks crazy and that's what you do in basketball you trash talk so in the press, that's some trash talking. I said Kobe's was different, though. Right, because he had watched you and studied you and knew what got in your head. So in the process of that, I don't think he saw that coming. He kind of threw his forearm at Chris Childs. And Chris Childs two-pieced him real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, it was in the middle of Shaq making a play. Shaq shot the ball. He missed. Allen Houston rebounded the ball. And, you know, it had been two-pieced real quick. And then Patrick Ewan and Shaq attempted to go at it. And then my my guy Larry Johnson was like in the middle breaking it up. So that man back was never the same after that. We would we talk about basketball. I mean, it's nothing. It's not as bad as him dragging Van Gundy. Okay, that's a whole other level. And Mark can't be splitting it. <laughs> oh, Mark can't be splitting it. So um, at, at the end of the day, I thought it was interesting that Kobe Bryant fans, and and I'm assuming these are younger people because they didn't know. And somebody They're not really it. Kobe fans, bro. No. Somebody mentioned it on you the radio show. You know what I had to show. tell? Yeah, tell one of my old coworkers I worked it worked with. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and when I worked at Walmart, name was Chris. He was like, "I'm a Kobe fan. I'm a Kobe fan." But he was born, if I'm not mistaken, in '93. I say, bro, you don't even remember Kobe, bro. You remember Kobe after them first ten years, bro. Like you don't remember Kobe with the eight on. You remember Kobe twenty four. Like, miss me with that, bro. Don't tell me you. So I used to, like, young cats, like I had Ted and bro, you know LeBron. You know what I'm saying? That's why my generation, like, anybody who who was born in 87 on back, don't tell me you knew Jordan. You know Kobe. You know what I'm saying? You know Kobe. You know LeBron. It's different. Like, that's that's why I come in with it, like, oh, I'm a Jordan fan. Bro, we were kids when Jordan was playing ball. We didn't know what was up. We knew Kobe. We were old enough to understand what Kobe was doing. We were real old enough to understand what LeBron was doing. So, Kids who was born in '90 don't kick Kobe. Kick you, you're LeBron. You, you, LeBron. Kyrie. You tell me they, nah, they LeBron, no. Kyrie. But a lot of these kids do like Kyrie. I mean, it, it just depends on what part of the he country get, you live he in. Get, he get people fired. I don't really feel that. I don't really feel that. I don't really feel you. Well, I think at the end of the day, for me, because I had the opportunity, like I said, I am a true Kobe fan from start to finish. A Michael fan. I caught Michael in '91. Michael first start flying. Uh, 85 shoes released. So I saw Michael, um, those, that 90, 91 season get to that pivotal point and saw the championship. So it is a growth. I mean, and people watch video. You have the opportunity to really be a fan because you can go back and watch everything now. Not the song. You had to have young kids don't, they don't, they don't watch. They don't know bro. what it's like to have basketball on NBC on Sunday. Nah, bro, they, they don't, don't know they, what it feels like. Well, they got ABC, but bro, they don't watch, bro. But like, it only comes on like, you know. This time of the year. You only get it in the spring. Yeah. So it's not like you. If you don't have an NBA package or NBA TV and catch the two ESPN games that come on during the week, you're not really watching it. And because they watch so many other things, so highly doubt that that's what they're doing. But the reality of the situation is, for me, 
I thought it was petty. As he said, him and Kobe didn't have issues at all. It was a situation that happened. They had not each other and went on. He does have issues with Tim Hardaway, though. He did make that clear. And that's the reason why we like the old NBA. Like something was said, and undoubtedly Tim Hardaway said something about a year ago about if he see him in the street, you know, he ready to go to war. Basically, see, Tim Hardaway, this the problem, And Chris bro. Child said, you know, them hands still active, though. See, Tim, Tim Hardaway, this the problem, bro. What if you sneak your son? You know what I'm saying? You got a whole junior out here. What if Chris Childs just pop? Because your son is an adult, okay? Your son is very adultish. Your son about 24. What if Chris Childs see Tim Hardaway Jr. in the street just pop it out? Just pop it out. I just think grown people need to be grown and let it go. And I also think from a reporter standpoint, at what point are we engaging in conversation? I want, if I'm having a conversation, right, I'm going at like Chris Webber with Jalen Rose, and Jawan Howard sitting in the room. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I'm asking questions with those people in the room. Because I don't want a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want a Twitter response. I don't want an IG post. I don't want an IG story that's going to get released, re- re- erased. I want to jump it off in the studio. I want to jump it off on site. Where we at? Let's talk about it. Reporters are stirring pot, the mess, to create a story. It's a story every day that you wake up. It's going to be something. We got something to talk about. Whether we talking about the coronavirus, whether we talking about this election, there is always content. You don't have to create content. And I think that's the difference between an irresponsible journalist and a journalist that, that's trained to be a journalist. So that's my thought on that. Kobe's fans are still out here. Now, one thing that we did not talk about last week, Mr. Show, and I know you don't care. You know, you, you got a I don't care spirit today, I feel like. You're just not concerned. We didn't talk about... The beef and the drama with Meg the Stallion. Are you familiar with that? You say what? You're talking about uh, Kyle, Carl Crawford. We're talking about, yes. The beef that's taking place currently with Meg the Stallion and her not being able to release music. What well, are she y'all- did. They said it was trash. She dropped that album Friday. The internet was slaying her. They said it was trash. They said it was trash. I've heard only one Megan... The Stallion song, all that, hun money bag, yeah, nothing else. You heard one song? That's it. Why would I listen? What's she talking about? What you mean? What's she talking about? What's she talking about? Every time I hear somebody do it on the on the penis, what what I'm listening? I don't want to hear about her doing it on the penis. I don't want to hear it. But what if she? She had all the girls last year thotting, right? Was she? Uh, high Did girl she summer? have them thotting? No, that was the name of her song. High girl summer, right? And so so you depends. the leader of it. It depends on what you consider high no, girl no, summer no, to no. be. Well, okay, well, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know what a high girl summer was. What's a high girl summer? I don't know. I wasn't a high girl, so I didn't have a high girl summer. So you you didn't have a high girl summer? No. And they said her music was trash. They said her album was trash. First of all, so she released she released Sugar Three Six, real high girl shit. Um, it was only eight songs, seven, eight, nine songs on there. She's currently in a battle with fifteen oh one. Um, operated by Carl, Carl Crawford. And for those of you who are messy boots, you may know of Carl Crawford from, you still talking about James Winston? You may know Carl Crawford from. He had 124 bed throws. You were totally off topic. I just remember you arguing with me about him. He's black and we did no. Okay. Anyway, let me finish my point. Go ahead. Meg Stallion had, she's under Carl Crawford who used to date Evelyn Lozada, AKA Chad Ochocinco's ex-girl, ex-wife that was on, um, basketball wise with Shawnee. 
Mr. Shaw, y'all see you walking through my my page. Like he is on. If it ain't something that he want to talk about, he don't want to talk about it. Like this is radio. This you, is for the you people. Talk, you said Ed, what she got to do with anything? She was linked to Carl Crawford. She a pump faker. She not real. People don't watch. She was doing all that. I'm gonna drop such and such such. They don't know who Carl got, Crawford is. Got head buddy. They don't know who Carl Crawford is. That's they fault. They need to watch. So I'm giving them a reference. I'm giving Evan him a point Evan, of Evan, a point of reference. So Boy, she messed up Ocho Cinco career. You shouldn't have headbutted her though. That was wrong. You so, shouldn't have headbutted. She's currently in a battle, and it looks like Rock Nation. The lawsuit was filed, and a federal judge granted a temporary restraining order against the label. That's why she was able to go ahead and release her music. Um, Crawford says he put 1.5 million behind behind Meg Thee Stallion, who's a Houston-based rapper. Um, when he first started working with him five put? years ago, one point five million. Oh, he put some money behind. Um, so even with the one point five million, if that's what you put behind her, and if her album sucks, that means you should have some better writers in the studio, better production team. Um, so he saw her on the internet in two thousand seventeen. He jumped on it, and there you have it. My thought process is she has um a song with Gotti right now. So sometimes features are better for people. It is not always easy to make a quality album. And in the process of that, even if even if the album is not, I don't know what fans want it. Eh. Sometimes that's why you don't need to release albums. You need to just drop your singles and then turn it into an EP compilation. It just works better that way sometimes once you find what's hot. But if you drop the album, she was able to release it. Get over my opinion for her. Just from... Studying the music business and understanding how it works. Get everything that you owe him out. She dropped it. Let him get his money on it. Then you can move on. Because it sounds like Rock Nation is talking to her now and advising her. And we know money talks, BS walks. Carl Crawford is new to this. He's under the tutelage of Jay Prince. And we know how Jay Prince do things. So I say that to say, I think we talked about it before. This is a show about hip hop and music. Watch the deals that you sign. You have, and I heard people say, oh, she's in college and she didn't read her deal. There's a lot of people that go to college and graduate and still don't understand how to read the deal. You need an attorney. That's what an attorney is for. What, what, what her, what, what, what does that have to do with what her being in college have to do with her not reading the contract? She was excited to not, to, to, to be headed to a different level, you know? I, well, everybody, everybody can tell you, oh, you should have did this, you should have did that, until they put in that situation, and somebody throwing money at you. Okay, it's a different vibe. Somebody throwing money at you. You might not read, depending on how much education you have. Just because you're in college, don't mean you educated. You're going to get educated. A lot of people go to college, don't know what they going for. They just be there. And that's the reason why we tell you here on Pull Up, get an attorney. There are some attorneys that work pro bono, and if you go on Facebook and say, hey. I need an attorney that can charge me $200 to look at this contract. Some of your friends will connect you to an attorney that will charge you $200 to look at the contract. That's my thoughts. And again, y'all know I'm a, I'm a, I go ahead and I lurk on the internet. So I read the comments and that's what the comments said. My thought for her was, now you've had a bad deal. She's no different than anybody else. Lil Wayne was under a bad deal for years. Everybody at Death Row was under a bad deal. Everybody with Bad Boy was under a bad deal. That's how this industry works. Anybody who so, signed the Diddy under a bad deal. Exactly. So until you understand how to get your money and where not to go lay your hand in the trap so that you get trapped, 
that's just a part of the game. You win some, you lose some, you take the money that you get back and you make the best of it. And that's my best advice for her at this point and for anybody else. Do understand that money comes and goes. So if you don't take the time to invest in an attorney on the front side, then on the back side, you may eventually get what? Right. This is what it is. So shout out to her. I hope she makes some better music. Hot girl summer. Um, city girls is on their return back because they are finally out of jail, but I guess they'll take a break because one is having a baby. I don't know. I know young kids on city, on the city girls. They also on their hot girl stuff. And I'm trying not to cuss no more because people be want to listen and we got some older fans too. And so I'll try to keep it clean. Also, something we hadn't talked about on this show and I'm going to make this very clear, right? The views expressed here on this show are our own specific particular views and not the views of the sh- of the station of dfwiradio.com but one thing we do not do on this show is degrade or berate people's kids so i say that to say before i go into this portion of the story everybody has been talking about Zaya for about the last month okay i feel like people got the story pieces of the story after the story broke because he Ellen was not the first place that Dwayne Wade had the conversation. Dwayne Wade had the first conversation with his boys at up and up all the smoke over with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. So the conversation had already been had by the time everybody else caught up with it, with Ellen with bits and pieces and understanding that. So I've seen all kinds of slander regarding a child, a 12 year old, Mm -hmm. right? And this is coming from people who don't have custody of their kids who don't raise their kids. Everybody got an opinion, but don't understand. So for me, if you go in and you listen to the video that he has posted with Zaya on his page, while they're playing rounds of golf, which is clearly daddy son time in boy clothes, like in his proper golf attire, which is a button down and some, some shorts that come about mid knee, right in that normally golf attire. And he's driving the cart. He and his father are having a conversation about whether people accept you or not, how important it is to be yourself. So I am inspired by any 12-year-old who understands being fake is just that you being fake. You are who you are. So last night, Zaya made her first appearance on the red carpet. And in doing so, she made her first appearance at an award show who she's adopted as her godfathers, which a dear... Uh, which is a deer who is a home interior decorator and Jason Bolden. And they have a show on Netflix called um, Styling Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was inspired because Styling Hollywood is bomb. So we're talking Jason Bolden is a, is a fashion stylist. He styles Taraji P. Henson. He styles Ava DuVernay, Queen Latifah, Alicia Keys. He has done some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, his he's married and his husband, Adir, is the interior decorator. I don't think I was ready for that, but I'm... I'm right. right. So he and Adir are basically living their best life in L.A. Um, and they talk about their struggles, about coming out to your parents and how difficult it was. So to I say all of that to say shout out to Zaya for being big enough and un and, and un, un, unafraid of, of living in her truth 
to stand up to the world and get on the carpet and know you were going to get hit with interview questions and to be ready. And he went in pants. And I, and I just go back to understanding. Sometimes people are ignorant to things because they don't understand it. So that is news coverage. I just don't think we should we should degrade 12-year-olds. And in our culture as African-Americans, we got to understand why you sitting around talking bad about a 12-year-old. Your 12-year-old is dealing with stuff internally because they know you ignorant. And they can't talk to you. And that's the reality of the situation. You don't have to agree. It ain't your kid. But be mindful. But how are you don't. raising your kid? Because if we put how you was raising your kid in the spotlight, I guarantee you, you ain't going to look smooth and shine. I guarantee you. So my my thing, I feel the same way about Zaya. I, I feel today. I feel yesterday. I feel three weeks ago. That's D-Wade's that's child. D-Wade is doing what he feels is best for his child. Anybody who says he's pushing a homosexual agenda, why is it the other, why, is, why doesn't the other son act like this? Okay? It's a whole, and again, I say this to say, Dwayne Wade, Zaire, okay, manly men. Not saying Zaire isn't a manly man, but Zaire prefers, she identifies with something else, right? right. Okay? So you can't tell me that Zaire identifies with something else. She's 12, her brother 18. He, and the and the cousin was in the house, you know what I'm saying? It, that's just that that was it was something in Zaya. Well, that's that's the importance of hearing the whole conversation, right? And you and I have talked about it that people are ignorant too, and that's why I like to when things keep resurfacing and I keep seeing the conversations. And I have not posted because I've seen the conversations you posted and I saw the comments on your page. I thought they were ignorant because please understand that D Wade addressed it from the beginning. D Wade and Gabrielle Union knew at three. That Zion wasn't on Zaire waves. Mm -hmm. So for your 12 year old to come home and tell you they had already begun to prepare for it. Cookie Johnson said that EJ was not on boy waves from young Mm -hmm. and she used to try to make him. He wanted dolls. He went and played soccer and sat in the grass and twirled and put on her skirts. And she's, you know, being parents that were raised in the, in the sixties and the seventies, that was insanity to them. Mm Mm-hmm. We've got to understand that the world is changing. It is not an attack on heterosexual males. This is the fact of this kid is telling you as a parent that this is what they identify. This is how with. I identify. I like, I prefer, I feel like a girl on, in, on the inside, which means that your child probably simply has more estrogen than testosterone. Mm-hmm. And people want to say you're not born that way. Please understand how genetics and DNA work. I don't, you know, estrogen and testosterone, we all have it because God, how did God create? For Eve? real. But look, this is why I don't argue that, because I truly believe it. I truly believe some people are born that way. I don't argue that because I don't have enough facts on the matter. If I had enough facts, if I had percentages and things of that nature and articles I could go to to get, I, I would, because I truly believe that. But again, I say stuff, I don't even be mean to argue with people. Sometimes people are like, man, you wrote a whole lot. I just I don't even want to comment on it. For me, it's not arguing. My thing is, when you're around kids and you see kids, I had a, a conversation with a parent the other day. These kids are not like we were. 25 years makes a big difference. And if we are not adjusting and learning and understanding the world that's going on around us and, and not saying, just do, shut up and do what I say. Shut up and do what I say. If we're going to continue to act and behave like that, you are missing so much. These kids are not as strong as we used to be. And if you were raising your kids where you're not going to sit there and you're not going to listen to your... And again, I say, remember, 
he was riding. They were playing holes of golf, which means it's not like we got him out. It's not like his daddy is out here like, yeah, let's go to the beauty shop. You know what I'm saying? That's not what the situation is. This is what your kid is telling you that they choose to identify as. And so you're listening to what your child has to say. It's as simple as that. Your son was playing golf, which means you got him out here doing what? Getting these holes in, like 18, 21, whatever the case is, teaching him how to do things that men no. teach their son. That, that's what that's I was going to say. You probably put a basketball in his hands and learn quick. He ain't like it. Like this, this is my whole and thing. And he wasn't evolving in that. You, you know, do my, my one thing with people is everybody has an opinion. Give you, think about this. You remember when Jesse Smullett had his little incident? I said, I said, I don't got nothing to say because I don't got all the facts. Mm-hmm. That, I stand on that. And they still bringing that back up. I don't speak on a lot of things till I got out of facts. I don't know exactly what went on in D-Wade's house, but I paid Zaire enough attention to know uh, how he was raising the child. So you're not going to tell me he was raising one this way and then he raised another one a completely different way. No, his son came to him, obviously, son, Zaire, whatever, not going to be disrespectful, came to him and said, I identify with this. Okay? they From from that point on, D-Wade had one or two options. No, you don't. Or I'm going to beat it out of you. Yeah, right. you wanted to watch it. I ain't going to never tell my 12-year-old, I ain't going to beat it at you, but, you know, but well, daddy, I want to get my nails done. We turn 18. And we agree. Turn 18. We agree. I think that there are certain that I, I identify as a girl. That's fine. But you want in the hat, you know, I, I respect that. But, but, even but I'm for not going to put you in the wig. I'm not, even, you know. if, even, for, even for girls, right? We need to also watch how we are raising our daughters. Because there are certain things that they shouldn't be doing at 12 either, like getting their eyebrows arched. You know, doing really what they like, want to do. Really like, I don't really feel like girls need to put on eyelashes. And like like the whole 9 to 10, like going to prom, fine. Going to event, fine. But these little girls be walking around looking too grown. They do. Now, as a man. They do. As a man, I can look in the, 84% of the time, I can look in the girl's face and say she's a little girl. There's so many girls. I done seen so many girls who went to see here high school in the past three years. They was grown women. And they was growing women by and, by action, And too. they tell the coaches, like this weekend, oh, I'm my own parent. So, again, be mindful of, of what you're looking at because it's not what your kids are Because you don't know, if, especially if you have smart kids, you don't know what your kids going to come home and tell you. So, you may need to take what Dwayne Wade is doing as a lesson of, okay, we need to learn more about this. I may need to go talk to to who I pray to about this to God give me strength because I ain't strong enough to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough to deal with the backlash that's going to come from it because a kid like that who's willing to talk about it and for who he is, he's been a star his life. He's always been in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So to be big enough to go to your dad and say, this is what I'm feeling and this is how I prefer to be referred to, that takes a lot of guts. Hey. That takes a lot of guts to do that. And and, and in that process as a parent, you better understand that when your kids need you, your kids need you. So if you say, oh, you wouldn't support Zaya, but you support your kid that's been detained for murder, and you support your kid that's been detained for rape or or domestic violence, what's the difference in supporting your kid? Well, you support your son that don't take care of his kids. Let me me tell you today, I, I couldn't even... I had a table this morning. It's totally off topic, but I had a table this morning where the mother was pleading with her children to call their daddy. She was pleading with her kids to call her daddy for, for about an hour. They were in the store like, man, just call your daddy. Y'all just call your daddy when y'all need some. Call your daddy, check on. He want to talk to y'all. Now, this is my thing. Why she got to do that? 
Not nothing to do with the kids. Why she got to do that? Because if you was in your kid's life on the road, and I'm talking about these kids, like probably middle school, probably the, the boys probably in middle school, the daughters probably like sixth grade. Your kids have to do that because you don't show them enough attention. But y'all not gonna say nothing about them because that's normal. No, in society, it's normal for a black man not to take care of his kids. Men, period. The child support office is full of people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, but I'm just saying, and, I, and I'm not going. We, we're not going to let. We're not going to just stick that on black men because there are black men who do. But like you said, when you did, when you talk to your kids, ain't nobody got to tell your kids to call you because if you ain't heard from your kid, and if, there are some daddies that call their kids every single day. What I told you about a parent, what I told you about dads. If you really want to see your child, you pull up at the school. At the school. Cause your name on the thing, cause, cause they mama, they mama wants you to be involved, so they be putting your name down. So, and stuff. so, so this is my thing to men and men's mother. Don't tell me you can't be in your child life. You choose not to, cause you can go to the school. She cannot block you from going to the school. She cannot say I don't want to, unless you got a trespassing at that school. You can go to the school to see your child. Okay. So again, everybody got a problem with how D Wade is raising Zaya. Jared Lowry, he did not say that he was cutting his son's pecker off. He simply stated that his son wants to be identified with he with a she pronoun. That's all that it means. It does not mean that Zaire is going under I mean that Zaya is going into um surgery to change and reassign gender. There's a there's a difference. And that's what we got to do. We got to educate ourselves. Because I'm sure that's what D-Wade said, too. You know, you seem about like his type of daddy. Like, uh-uh, what you coming in here talking about? I can deal with that, but you ain't about to be cutting. Da-da-da-da-da. That's not what it is. It's not gender reassignment. It's simply identifying as she and wanting to be called she. Not saying we're dressing in drag at 60. Like, again, there's just certain things that are not age appropriate for even girls, girls and boys. It's not age appropriate for some of the things that your sons do either, daddies, mamas. Please understand that. The same things that we teach our daughters should be the same conversations that we're having with our sons about no means no. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just certain conversations that we need to be having across the board. What you say? I can't go a day without seeing my girls. Exactly. And a lot of daddies are out here busting and grinding for their kids to get cars, for their kid, for them to be at the games, for them to play for some. Like, there's a lot of things that dads are doing great. And that's what I say for parents. Being a parent comes with having difficult conversations and understanding. Being a parent. parent. Yeah. Being a parent. Difficult conversations and things that you don't want to have to talk about. You're a bad parent if you don't like difficult conversations. And I know from experience. And that's why. But see, this is this is my truth. I have a problem with people who don't like the truth. If you were a bad parent, you were a bad parent. If you didn't talk to your child, if, if you never talked to your children about sex, money management, how how the things you did was wrong, what you did in your past, you're a bad parent. Because you're trying to hide from them who you are as a person. Everybody, kids, people relate more when they can feel the realness. If you tell your kids, I was an F up, but I got my life together, then your kids can say, well, I've been messing up too. I can get mine together as well. But so many people are afraid to tell their truth because they was really, really bad. They was really, really bad. And what did I just say? Zaya had guts at 12. Yeah. I was asked, and, and we're, after this, we're going to wrap it up. I was asked the other day, you ever smoked weed before? <laughs> I ain't never been asked that. And I was laughing. I ain't never been asked that. And I was like, right now. I was like, why did you ask me that? Cause I just did it, and I was like, "Yeah, back in the day." But I'm like, "Listen, these are all the reasons that I couldn't smoke weed because it was too expensive. I can't be waiting on the drug dealer to get back to me." Like, and it was just like a, 
wow moment because it's, it, it's the truth. Like you need to know when you go into stuff. And then the other night that they went out with the team, I gave her some money and I was like, whatever you don't spend, I want my money back. Cause you don't have no money. Cause you can't buy drugs. So we'll be back right after this break. <laughs> 